0: As indicated by writers Andrew Malika and Peter Santilli, in response to catastrophic impacts that pandemic lockdowns had on the U.S. employment market, the federal government created programs last year, expanding the pool of unemployed workers eligible for benefits. It also extended the duration that Americans can receive unemployment benefits and enhanced weekly payments, most recently by $300 per individual. These federally funded programs are scheduled to expire early next month, but states have the option to opt out before then. Roughly half already have on some level. Governors in those states argue that expanded unemployment benefits have contributed to difficulties many employers have suffered filling available positions as the economy reopens. Others have defended the continuation of pandemic programs. The policy rift has divided unemployed Americans into two groups, one that has already lost access to federal pandemic unemployment programs and another that will continue to receive billions of dollars in weekly benefits until they expire. As of June, unemployment rates tended to be lower in states that opted out of federal programs earlier, suggesting that people in those states may have intensified their respective job searches on average helping to bring unemployment down faster in those contexts. For WYPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. Many define a recession as a circumstance in which there are at least two consecutive quarters of negative economic growth, which translates into a period of six months or more. But that is not the definition of recession in America. Here, the National Bureau of Economic Research is the official arbiter of business cycles. They are the ones who indicated last year that the recession began in February of 2020. Recently, the economists on the organization's Business Cycle Dating Committee indicated that the recession ended in April of 2020. In other words, it ended after a mere two months. That makes the pandemic-induced recession the shortest on record by far. The previous shortest recession on record transpired in 1980 and lasted six months. But while the recession of 2020 was abbreviated, it was unusually severe. Between March and April of last year, employers collectively slashed 22 million jobs. The unemployment rate hit 14.8%, the worst level since the Great Depression. Gross domestic product, the primary measure of economy-wide output, declined by more than 10%. What's more, the end of the recession does not signify that the economy has fully healed. Millions of jobs have been lost, and millions are struggling to restore their pre-existing level of financial health. For WYPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. America is on the move again. That translates into more traffic, including at the nation's airports. During a recent Sunday, the Transportation Security Administration screened more than 2.2 million travelers at its airport checkpoints, the most in one day since the pandemic's onset. As indicated by writer Niraj Chokshi last month, consumer spending on airlines briefly exceeded 2019 levels on a weekly basis for the first time since the pandemic began ticket prices have been rebounding as well in june airfares were down only 1% from the same month in 2019 according to the Adobe Digital Economy Index. Accordingly, airlines have experienced an improvement in their fortunes. What's more, through late July, airlines had not observed any negative impact from the Delta variant of the coronavirus, which still threatens the rebound in travel. American Airlines recently indicated that it planned to hire 1,350 pilots by the end of next year, a 50% increase over previous previously announced plans. The airline also intends to hire hundreds of flight attendants and bring back thousands who volunteered for extended leaves during the pandemic. To retain and attract workers, Southwest Airlines indicated that it would raise its minimum wage to $15 an hour. For WYPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. As indicated by writer Priya Anand, during the worst of the pandemic, Cars sat idly in driveways, city streets were nearly deserted, many of us lacked commutes, and worked from home. For those intrepid enough to go out, it was much easier to find a parking spot. Among other things, that was devastating for a small cadre of technology startups dedicated to helping people identify available parking. For Spot Hero Incorporated, which supports an application that helps drivers locate parking spaces, business was down 90% in April 2020 compared to two months earlier. The company laid off half of its employees, but now the drivers are back and so is the hunt for parking spots. Nationwide, traffic was up 55% in April from a year earlier, according to the Federal Highway Administration. According to INRIX, which analyzes mobility data, traffic in cities like Chicago, New York, Los Angeles, and Washington, D.C. attained pre pandemic levels in June. The result has been a wave of new customers for Spot Hero and similarly situated companies. At Flash Parking, which helps event companies and garages coordinate availability, demand is higher than it was to the pandemic in certain cities. For WYPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. Data from the American Time Use survey are now available. Statistics regarding how we utilize our time are generated via a survey that asks thousands of people to track, minute by minute, how they spend their days. Researchers from the Bureau of Labor Statistics conduct the survey each year. Typically, changes are small from one year to the next, as indicated by the New York Times, not this time. If one compares 2019 to 2020, we spent 61% more time last year on telephone calls. Time spent on lawn and garden care rose 31%. Time spent just relaxing was up 18%. Time spent on the category that includes exercise was up 14%. We also spent 12% more time on housework, 7% more on food preparation, and 3% more on pet care. But there are limited numbers of minutes in the day, and that means that if we were spending more time on certain activities, we were spending less on others. Not surprisingly, the time the average American spent traveling to work declined 33%. We also spent 22% less time shopping, 16% fewer minutes socializing, and 11% less grooming. After all, Who were we trying to oppress? while we were at home? Oh, by the way, we also spent 9% less time working. For WYPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu.